Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Lean Girl Fitcast, your guide to mindset and motivation mastery on your fitness and fat loss journey. We are going to be unpacking really practical, simple hacks that are going to help you move from knowing into doing and help you to take that inspired action that I know you want to take. I am very excited to be joined by my dashing husband, Gelan Gork. He is an expert mentalist and he specializes in all things to do with the mind. And Gelan has traveled and presented in over 40 countries, helping leaders move from a place where they are not only successful, but where they are successful without all the stress that comes with that. So he is going to be sharing his amazing psychology and mindfulness tips with us, and we are going to be applying that to our fitness and fat loss goals so that we can really feel equipped to start moving forward and doing all the things that we want to do, getting the results that we want, but in a way that's actually fun and enjoyable and yeah, loving the journey. Absolutely. Welcome. Mindset and self-awareness is key, isn't it? Yes. So to kick off, I thought that it would only make sense to start with a massive topic that I think so many women struggle with and that is truly detaching our happiness from our physical bodies the way that we look and most of the time a specific number on the scale that we feel like when we reach this number sometime in the future all of our worries will go away and we will finally be happy. And obviously the challenge with this, which is what we're going to be unpacking here today, is that firstly, that goal is always moving. So it's always sometime in the future. It's never now. And it is just crazy to be creating conditions that are not current conditions that we say we'll only be happy when, when in reality, as we'll see today, it's really only, we can only experience happiness right now, right? In the present. Yeah. I mean, I relate to that goal. You've seen me on my fitness journey. And um, I used to, it was the opposite for me. So instead of wanting the scale to go down, I wanted it to go up as I was trying to work so hard to put on muscle. And so I know that I've also gone through stages where I've become so emotionally vested in what is the scale saying, you know? Yes. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's a there's a psychological element to, um, to our performance and what's going to get us to our goal quicker. Yes. And I mean, very similarly, if you've known any of my journey, I basically spent decades being a total slave to the scale and my mood would be up and down. I mean, if I was having a good day, little did you know that it was because the scale was a few grams down that morning. Um, and then, of course, that emotional roller coaster that that comes with that. And so in today's episode, what I really want to do is to help you to create this Firstly, a a mental shift and a perspective shift that once we start deconstructing this idea, it actually it actually seems crazy that we are doing this to ourselves. And then because we want to make this podcast really practical, um, in part two, we are going to be then getting into a specific technique. And when you are having that moment where you look in the mirror or you stand on the scale and those old thoughts and beliefs come at you. We're going to give you something really practical to take away. But I think let's kick it off with just deconstructing this. Like, what is it that we're doing? And why is it that we have that rush of happiness when the scale goes down? And why have we linked our happiness to what we look like or or that goal? So, babe, 
Can you yeah, look, firstly, unpack that for us? With absolute pleasure. And I think that it's worth mentioning that there is this enormous myth, this huge fallacy that people fall for, which is, and it's originated in the gyms, right? No pain, no gain. Like that was like a, yes. that was a, you had to suffer in order to look a certain way. And so firstly, we just got to debunk that myth and to say that actually, whatever your journey is on, if you're looking to lose fat, if you're looking to put on muscle, you have to get from A to B. You don't have to suffer psychologically on that journey, right? Mm -hmm. You can yes. actually get there and enjoy every single moment. So you can start living now and not start suffering now with the hope that in the future you'll be able to live, mm. right? Which is exactly what I even teach in my programs and my food philosophies on Instagram, right? I'm like, you can have the pizza. Maybe it's not the Andicio's double cheese, but you can still enjoy your food. You can still... And as soon as you take that suffering out of it, your consistency goes up and your results start to boom as well. So Exactly. Yes. So let's talk about where um, this myth or where this idea uh, comes from. And I'm going to turn the idea around rather and say that this, this uh, related myth is that happiness is something that is manufactured. It's something that we create. Um, and it starts off when we're really small, when we're children, you know, and, and we wanted something. We, we, we needed food. We wanted attention uh, in order to, to get food, right? Or um, maybe it's not even about survival. Maybe we're in the shopping center with our parents and we wanted a chocolate, right? In that moment that we wanted something, in that moment that we were seeking something, we weren't happy and we expressed it in some other way, right? I'm, I can neither confirm nor deny that I used to throw tantrums when I was a, <laughs> when I was a young kid. You know that story where if I couldn't, I couldn't get a chocolate, I would just crush it in, in my hand and then my mom would have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is what happens, right? We, 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 we're clouded with emotions and we feel like I want to have that chocolate. And then um, every once in a while, my mom would say, okay, here, yeah, should get me the chocolate. And... And when, the moment we got that chocolate, we immediately feel happy, right? Because now we got what we wanted. And so it's a bit of a temporary happiness, and we'll discuss why in, in a moment. But what ended up happening is we made the association that when I get what I want, and maybe I've worked hard crying and stamping my feet for it, right? Um, that means that this chocolate gave me happiness. And so my happiness was manufactured from this external thing that I pursued and then got. And so we start to learn that if we pursue something, um, maybe suffer along the way, uh, and when we get it, we then have that moment of like, ah, right, this is the joy, the peace, the happiness that I've been, that I've been looking for. And we attribute that. Uh, we give credit to the thing that we pursued and got mm -hmm. as, the, as the thing that created our, our happiness. Mm -hmm. But this is the wrong uh, uh, attribution. We actually have fallen. Uh, we, we, we got a blind spot. There's actually something else that's happened. So our natural state as humans is actually to feel peaceful, to feel happy. And, um, you know, when I say happy, sometimes we think that it's all smiley and giggly and all of that kind of stuff. But um, it's actually a little bit more nuanced than that. It's like the absence of unhappiness, which is almost mm. like a fulfilled, peaceful state. And the, the kind of feeling tone to that is, a, is joy and, and happiness, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very sound place to mm -hmm. be. And when we, the moment we start wanting something that we don't have, 
We start seeking something. We start desiring something. Or the other side of that is fear. The moment we start resisting or trying to avoid things, we're trying to get away yeah. from something. Well, I, I think that is kind of like what we're doing, right, with our fat loss. We're either avoiding getting fat because that could be the most terrible thing we could ever be, right? And society is driving that message as well. And then, of course, we also see all of these visuals on social media and then we start desiring that goal as well, right? Now, okay, this is the perfect body and unless I have that, I'm not good enough. Absolutely. So we land up uh, clouding or obscuring our natural state of feeling peace, inner peace and happiness and fulfillment, we cloud it with this kind of turbulence. If you imagine the sky and there's kind of a thunderstorm, right? The, 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 the clouds cover, the obscure the beautiful sky. And so it's at the moment that we get what we want, which is the chocolate, which is the number on the scale, which is the compliment from someone. In that moment, we, we stop temporarily seeking because we got what we thought we wanted, right? Mm. And it's in the uh, absence of seeking or resisting and avoiding mm. that it's like the clouds dissipate a little bit and that natural sky can shine through, that natural joy and peace actually gets a chance to be felt, to be mm. experienced. Mm. And so in the absence of that, we feel that joy, but then we wrongly attribute the joy to that external thing. Right. So, so yes. we've grown up thinking, well, we have to get stuff in order to feel happy. Because think about it. If that chocolate or if that number on the scale or if that compliment from someone was the thing to make you happy, once you got it, you'll be happy the rest of your life. Yes. But what lands up happening... You just then redirect and yes. actually there's something else that you want. Now there's something else we need. I yeah. mean, on my own fitness journey, I've experienced this as well. And even going for a specific number on the scale and then I get there and then I'm like, shit, but my ass is still a bit saggy. So now I'm unhappy about that. And there's a new goal that I'm going to going to go for now. And I think as well, like, especially in the, you mentioned compliments there, you know, people will always praise you when you've lost weight or when you look good. And, and obviously then you start feeling like, oh, okay, well now I'm going to be noticed, loved and accepted, the slimmer and the body that I, that I want. And all of these things is what we're chasing, right? When in reality, as soon as we actually deconstruct it, it's, as you just said, we're not fearing or desiring. And I love that um, sunset analogy that we've spoken about. So that moment when you're looking out and you're, let's say you're on the prom and it's the most gorgeous sunset and you're like, wow, just total bliss. And it's because in that moment, you're not thinking of anything that you don't have you're not trying to avoid anything. There's, there's no, what are you, fearing and desiring, right? That's it. I that mean, you it. see often yeah. things that give us a sense of awe, um, yes. seeing the sunset or seeing somebody do something just absolutely amazing or seeing somebody doing something that's just a great act of courage or, or benevolence, helping somebody. Mm -hmm. And in that moment of awe, we almost transcend our, our egos and it's our egos that are trying to like find, you know, uh, find things that we need or, you know, resisting things. And in that moment, we almost forget ourselves. Yes. And that's where we feel that sense of awe, that beautiful feeling, mm -hmm. that beautiful feeling. And mm -hmm. so we land up actually obscuring it through this constant chase or this constant um, avoiding. And, um, and this creates an enormous amount of unnecessary psychological suffering that we're yes. inflicting upon ourselves yes. um, and that we have fallen for this myth that this is necessary in order to, uh, in order to achieve uh, what we want and, 
and, and to be happy. So happiness is not something that we manufacture. It's something that's already within us, but we keep obscuring it. Yes, with the resisting and desiring, right? Yeah. So, and, and I, I always think it's an interesting one. If you, a lot, of, a lot of ladies, including myself, have looked back on previous photos and let's say you were on holiday and you could remember in that moment as well that you were like, I don't like my body here, I don't look good, whatever. And you remember that you, know, you weren't happy in that moment. And now you look back and you're like, damn, I looked so good. Or what, It's like wherever we're at, there will always be a future ideal that we could be going for. So if you're always postponing that happiness to some place where you have enough money, where you have the right job, where you have the right body, you will always find something to delay your happiness, right? So I think it's, it's just, it's such a, an interesting and it's a must-have shift to not be always chasing goals because, again, that is society, right? You hustle, you chase goals, you always get better because then we would spend our whole life pretty much miserable, right? Because we'll always be working on ourselves. There'll always be something new and a new level that we can take things to. So I think the big question here is how do we not only conceptualize this? Because I think the message is put forward to say, love yourself as you are along the journey, enjoy it. But how do we actually embody that? How do we really, really feel? So I think the first part is really now that we have unpacked as to why it is that we have attached our happiness to this number on the scale that we now think okay now that i've got this how do i remind myself of that every day and how do i truly truly feel that because is that not the challenge right yeah so that is the big question is how do we it's this sounds great conceptually okay i understand how my happiness is actually not in the external things because that's always a moving target so i'm just going to constantly be unhappy if I'm, if I'm putting in that. But how do I live from a place where I am happy inside all the time, no matter what the scale is doing? And the other question is, if I'm not seeking or resisting anything, where will my motivation come from? This is a common question that people mm-hmm. get from. They're, they're, they're like scared that like, well, if I stop having that desire uh, to want to change, then it means that I'm going to, you know, all of those good habits that I know will be healthy for me are going to go out the window. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that's not true is that when you are feeling full of joy, full of love, when you're feeling fulfilled, do you feel like you want to crawl under your bed covers and like just hide from the world? Or like what is that experience for you when you're just feeling at peace, joy, fulfillment, love? What does that do to you? I definitely then want to take like inspiration, like inspiration driven action. Like I'm excited to get up, to get out, to do something, to see people, to contribute, to create. It's definitely not a a hermiting. It's a, (laughs) I want to get out there and definitely level up, but from a place, not from a place of, I really don't like myself. I want to change, but from a place of my potential is endless and I really want to because it's exciting and a challenge and great, I want to go forward with that. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because one can think, oh, my potential is endless and still be miserable trying to pursue your potential because you're always putting your happiness in those external things, thinking, well, when I reach that level, mm. then I'll be happy. And we've discussed how that doesn't work because before long, you're unhappy again because of that seeking and, and resisting. Um, or you could think my my um, potential is infinite and you can have that sense of, of, of fulfillment already, of completeness, of love. And like you mentioned, uh, the way you described it, you get energized, right? Mm. You want to go out there. You want to share it with people. You want to, you know, you, um, 
you feel like you want to take inspired inspired action and so actually to get to your goal you can be in that amazing state you don't have to worry about what well, if i let go of that desiring it's the desire it's specifically the desiring of seeking of getting that happiness from an external thing mm. But you will, when you let go of that, you'll find a new type of desire, which is a desire to want to contribute to the world. And part of that, by the way, is a desire to, to be fit and healthy and, mm. to, and to be the best version of yourself in service of something bigger than just yourself. Mm. And, that's, and that's an even more powerful sense of energy. Yes. And we are going to be getting a bit deeper into that in, in part three. So this is actually a three-part series because this is such a big topic and we really, we want to make it practical. So I hope that this has given you that, just even a glimmer of a new perspective that we can have here around putting that happiness on an ideal weight, on an ideal body, on how we look and how crazy it is to be going for this future moving target and waking up each day, making ourselves, we are basically deciding that we are not going to be happy today because a crazy number said that we won't be. And that's a number that we've made up, right? We've said, I will not be happy until. So I think a lot of food for thought here. And I am very excited for part two here where we are really going to get into, okay, I wake up, I walk into the bathroom, I either look in the mirror or I jump onto the scale and those old habits start rushing back. Because here's the thing, I don't think ever never getting on a scale, never looking in the mirror, that's not the solution, right? That's, yeah, yeah. A, that's a band-aid. We need to be able to use the scale as a tool or have a look at our progress and be able to make smart moves forward. Because this is not about not having goals. It's not about, you know, perhaps if you're overweight, of course, we want to get healthy. We want to improve. We want to feel better about ourselves. So that is not what this is about. But this is how do we find that peace and happiness and joy along the journey, yeah, so in Sensible episode way. two, we're going to be talking about a step-by-step -step process that as you step on the scale and let's say it's not what you expect and you feel that surge of emotions oh, and those shit. negative thoughts, like <laughs> what do you do yes. in that moment? And I'm looking forward to uh, breaking that down with you. Yes. So we are going to wrap up here with episode one of the Lean Girl Fitcast. I really hope that you enjoyed this. Thank you, babe. That was really insightful. And I think, yeah some fantastic seeds of thought there um please leave us a review if you enjoyed this podcast we are really excited to be coming together here to bring you some really great practical psychological and mindfulness tools to help you on your fitness and fat loss journey so thank you so much for tuning in and do not miss part two where we are going to get super practical on this one and give you something that you can use every single day to start making these all important shifts so that you can find a little bit more joy on the journey.